welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. To hear news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories, I'm your host, Fred. Got great theme music is by Roger Grego of Crazy Dog Audio Theater. And today, uh, we are continuing with our friends, Audio Epics Will O' the Woods. Uh, Fred here, reporting to you from the woods of Maine, off-grid uh, currently outdoor uh, field recording setup here, getting my voiceover in for you this uh, afternoon. And uh, we are just thrilled to be featuring this original fantasy story. Uh, we don't really hear quite enough of this. As you know, um, Audio Epics previously did The Witch Hunter Chronicles, this very uh, sort of dark gothic kind of medieval piece. Uh, this is much more sort of like a modern, um, uh, not even quite adult, but a modern fairy tale kind of thing, which uh, you think would, would fit audio drama quite well, but we just don't hear all that much of it. Um, it, is, it pertains to a group of elves who live in the woods, happily in their mushroom houses on the gigantic tree. Um, there's an older wizard, a younger wizard. Younger wizard goes out for looking the forest. That's our friend Newsweek. And he opens a door, and he goes to the door. You know, never always a good recommendation for you uh, little aspiring wizards out there. Go through a door and encounters craziness on the other side. Uh, so we pick up, starting right into it, uh, Will the Woods Part 2 and 3 this afternoon. Um, that'll get us through about a little over an hour here on Radio Drum Revival. And we'll run the conclusion, the fourth part, and fifth part next week. Um, so we'll get right into the show, Will the Woods Part 2 and 3 from Audio Epics. Hope you enjoy. Still just as cold outside. Close it, Bob. Ah, our dear daughter's here. Morning, Mum. Morning, Dad. Here's your juice. Hungry? <laughs> Go ahead, Mum. What is it? What is what? Come on, you never pamper me like this unless there's something you want to tell me. So just go ahead and tell me. <laughs> well, that's your mother for you. It's just... well... Your father and I both, together as a joint unit, feel we should warn you, for lack of a better word. We went to the tavern last night and and, and we met Boar the Lumberjack. And? He was telling a story of something he'd encountered. It seems the woods aren't safe as they used to be anymore. Not safe? What do you mean? Well... It seems that certain beings, entities, things have been seen. Creatures. Or a creature, at least. Mm. So what? Do we need to fear other creatures? Or was there something special about this one? Marilia, you know we understand you'll need to wander the woods on your own. But after what we've heard, this thing sounds truly dangerous. It was a... It had a... It was cloaked and hooded. And it had claws, didn't it, Tanner? Yeah, that's what Ball said. Claws like spider legs. So what's wrong with wearing a cloak and claws like spider legs? That sounds a bit over the top. Are you sure Ball wasn't just drunk or something? He didn't look drunk to me, but well, you never know with him. But still, who knows what evil lurks in the dark... You've heard the stories Saffredon told Nus, that he told everyone. Yes, I've heard the stories he told Nuswick, Mum. And Nuswick told them to me. The monster whose body is shadow, the dorsals, the wraith of the black hand. But I don't believe this thing Boar has seen has anything to do with any of those things. 
We just want to warn you, it's winter, the nights are cold and dark, and you don't know what's to be found in the deep places of the woods. Exactly. So why say it's dangerous when you admit yourself you don't know? It's a creature with claws, Mirelia. Our friends the owls, they have claws too, right? So what? Aren't you afraid at all, Marilia? I am. Of course I am. But not of this. Just listen to your parents, young lady. Just don't go into the woods on your own at night, all right? All right. All right, I won't. Marilia did intend to keep her promise, but it was very hard for her not to answer the call of the deep woods. Weeks passed, and the winter festival came. It was a joyous night that brought some warmth back to Marilia's heart. Presents were given, and Saffredon entertained the elves of the tree with magic displays that excited everyone, even those old enough to have seen his craft at work many times before. Months passed with Marilia attempting to adjust to her new life, but as the winter came to its end, and the first soft bird songs and timid flowers of spring arrived, she felt something else rise up in her heart, a sense of hope, and with it, a deep desire to go out into the wild and explore. One morning, awakened by the blackbird's song, Marilia came to a decision. After breakfast, Balm and Tanner took up their menial tasks of the day. Balm retreated to his workshop to finish a piece of furniture, and Tanner continued her knitting. Meanwhile, Marilia quietly left the mushroom and descended all the way to the roots of the tree to Saffredon's study, who was hard at work writing a book. Just enter, Marilia. There's no need to knock, Marilia. I know when it's you. I can sense it. What's on your mind? Saffredon... I want to ask you a question. There's a novelty. What is it, my dear? Is it always wrong to be disobedient to your parents? That's a very suspicious question, Marilia. What are you up to? Mm. Come on, tell me. Well, they keep saying I shouldn't go into the woods at night anymore. To be honest, I can't disagree with them, Marilia. What do you expect to find there, anyway? Lately... I've been going outside a lot in the evenings, and sometimes it's late when I return. It's just... I want to be outside. I want to be out there. My heart tells me there is something really important for me there. Mm. And your parents are aware of these feelings of yours? They are. And they don't understand. Not really, anyway. But they let me go about my business. I suppose they've been feeling sorry for me ever since... Nuswick disappeared. And why do you think they don't want you to do that anymore? Well, ever since Paul the Lumberjack mentioned he saw something in the forest, you know. Ah, yes, that story. It has reached my ears as well. A black hooded robe and claws. Could be anything, really. Could be dangerous, Marilia. I suppose so. But still, I'm not afraid... Somehow, I feel I don't need to be. Is that strange? Marilia, sometimes I think you have a special gift. <laughs> a special gift? Me? 
I don't think so, Saffredon. You should listen to yourself sometimes. You don't even notice the words you use, do you? My heart tells me there is something in the woods. I feel I don't have to be afraid. You simply feel things, Marilia. Things the other elves may not feel. Do you know what I think? What? I think the woods themselves are speaking to you, Marilia. And that is something Balm and Tanner will not be able to understand. <sighs> Saffron, nobody understands the will better than you do. What's the meaning of all this? My dear Marilia, I can never know that. Only you can. I can only surmise that the woods are speaking to you, calling to you, summoning you, and that is something you can't afford to ignore. You're right. I want to see that creature that Bo was talking about. I want to know what it is. It may simply be a traveller from some faraway place. Maybe it has seen Nuswick. The woods are infinite, Marilia. But still, where Nuswick went is beyond the woods. Wherever this creature may come from, I doubt it is a place where Nuswick has been. And still, I want to know. My whole being tells me that I have to know. But I've made a promise, Aphrodon. I told Mum and Dad that I wouldn't go into the woods alone at night. No need to break that promise, Marilia. If I join you, you won't be alone, now will you? That night, while Balm and Tanner were peacefully asleep in their beds, Marilia gingerly crawled out of her bed and put on a warm cloak. Holding her shoes in her hands, she tiptoed out of the mushroom and into the trunk of the tree. She closed the door as slowly and as quietly as she could. She then quickly put on her shoes and made her way down the stairway. It was unbelievably quiet in the great hall. Somehow, Marilia felt the need to take one last good look at all these familiar surroundings before hurrying down to the roots and opening the heavy door that would lead her out into the cool night. There, on the moss between the giant gnarly roots of the tree, stood Saffredon the Wise, illuminated by the orangey light of a lantern he bore in his thin hands, his beard waving in the wind. Behind him, the woods felt looming and ominous. Smiling warmly, he waited while Merilia approached him. Well, where do you want to go, Merilia? I just... I just want to go to the place where Noswick disappeared. It's where I always go, even though the gate is gone. All right. I'll join you, even though I don't know what we will find there. It doesn't matter, really. I just want to go. But you do wish to see this creature? Yes. Somehow I have the impression you want to add a however to that reply. It's nothing. I'm just a little bit afraid now. Seems to be quite normal to me, my child. The woods are deep and dark. Saffredon? Yes? The monster whose body is shadow. Is it real? You young elves. Why do you always bring up your fears when you're already frightened? Well, perhaps because we hope the wise old wizard will tell us there is no need to be afraid. The monster whose body is shadow. Yes. 
Yes, it is real. And it wanders through the woods, roaming in dark places. Where there is shadow, the monster might appear. <clears throat> well, it's, it's dark now. Where are we, anyway? Near the great fallen tree trunk. Oh. I was there with Nuswig today. You know. I will grant you what you asked, Marilia. But only because it is true. I don't think you need to be afraid of the monster right now. On the whole, it tends to remain close to the Black Rhododendrons. How do you know these things, Saffrodon? I learned them from my mentor. And he from his. But some of the elves must have actually seen those places. Visited them. Oh, yes. There was a time when we ventured deep into the woods. But those days are long gone now. The elves of yore are lost. The great adventurers who were known around. That was it. That was the creature. Did you see that light, Saffrodon? Yes, I did, Marilia. For a moment there, it seemed like a flash of daylight lit up somewhere deeper in the woods. Saffrodon, I... I... Marilia, stay close with me. Stay close, my child. No, I want to go there. I want to go to that place. But, Marilia, you'll have to understand. I'm too old to be crawling over those big roots and branches. Then stay here, please. Wait, I need to see this creature. I thought you were frightened. I am. But still. There. There it is. What? I don't see it. It's standing right in front of you. There in the dark. <gasps> you there? Dark creature. What are you doing in these peaceful lands? I want to see it more clearly. Release her from whatever hold you have on her. Foolish old man. I have no hold on her. I cast no spell. She has sought me out. Do not dare to hurt her. Hurt her. Do you also tell the moon not to hurt the sun? Your commands are as meaningless as your threats are hollow. What are you? Now, that is a question worth asking. A question that encapsulates all that I am. My only answer is that I am the question itself. I am... What am I? Saffrodon, let me be alone with this creature. I wish to speak with him. Marilia, I can't leave you alone here with this dark being, can I? You said it yourself. You believe in my feelings, and I feel the need to speak with him. Alone. Is it the will speaking to you? Yes. Yes, it is. Very well. I will remain here. Follow me. Who are you, and why did you seek me out? 
My name's Marilia, and I'm just curious. I don't believe you. I'd like to know who you are, hmm. sir. Don't sir me, please. I don't know what to call you. Nor do I. I don't have a name, but it's nice to meet you, Marilia. Nice to meet you too. Uh, what should I call you? Call me Wraith. That's what I am, after all. At least I think so. Nice to meet you, Wraith. But you don't seem to be a Wraith to me. Aren't Wraiths supposed to be spirit beings? You seem to have a real body like everyone else. I do have a body. But it is not like yours, Mirilia. I seem to be halfway real. I can touch, but I'm not easily touched by anything. I told you I don't really know what I am. Tell me the truth now. Why do you want to speak with me? Why did you come to this place? Stop answering my questions with more questions. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just looking for answers. Mm, forgive me. Do go on. Well, uh, I've lost someone. Mm. Someone I cared about a great deal. More than I realized at the time. And Saffredon, the elderly elf you just saw, he told me that Nuswick, that's the boy I'm looking for, he told me that he might have gone to some faraway place and I don't know where you're from. Nosewick. Elf boy. Cheerful face. Big wide eyes. No. Not seen him. I understand. Well, I suppose I should... Uh... But please don't leave. Oh, no, no. I wasn't going to. Just uh... maybe you should tell me who you are then. I am a wraith, and a horrid sight to behold. I don't know where I came from, and I don't know where I'm going. I don't know anything. All I know, all I remember, is years and years of wandering. Wandering, wandering, wandering. I know there was... Pain once, and sadness, I think, but even that is lost amidst the shadows, the grey shadows of my past. I wish to pierce those shadows now, and find out who I am. So, you're looking for something out here? Yes. Yes, like you, I suppose. I, I'm looking. Then maybe we can help each other. You have not even seen my face. Then remove your hood. You humiliate me. No, I just want to see you. Eager to find out how ugly I am. No, I just want to see the person I'm talking to. 
Then look at me. Well, what do you think? When you see these sad, sunken eyes, this long, wrinkled face, this dry, pale gray skin, and these few pathetic strands of hair. I've never seen so much sadness. As I thought. The old man will be waiting for you. You should return to him. Tomorrow, I will not return. I move on. Everon. Farewell then, Ray. Farewell, Mirilia. I notice you're still here. Have you ever heard of Fulton, the mole alchemist? I know nothing, Mirilia. Nothing. I've heard that there's a hole on day's march from the fallen tree, and that's where Voltum lives. He makes potions of every kind, even memory potions. Memory potions? Yes, he might be able to help you. Maybe you should go there. Hmm. Thank you, Merilia, but I don't know the way. Neither do I, but Saffredon does. The old elf? Yes. Let me ask him. Wait here. Very well. Saffredon? Marilia, what happened? Nothing, as you can see. I had a little chat with the wraith. He's rather kind. Kind? Are you sure? I am. And I... I want to go with him, Saffredon. What are you saying? Marilia? are you sure you're not under some spell of his? I wouldn't know if I was, would I? What do you think? I suppose you aren't. But I don't know, Marilia. If I let you leave, your parents will never forgive me. But what does your heart tell you about this wraith and me? I cannot deny I feel it too. There is something, a sense of destiny, connecting you to him. I even felt it when I first saw him. Perhaps, indeed, it is your fate, and his, to help one another. Even if I cannot see how or why. Then, then we feel the same way. I never knew the will of the woods spoke so clearly to you, Marilia. In a way, I can learn from you. Saffredon, I'm, I'm going. I'm going in search of the truth. For him, for myself. And above all, for Nuswick. Yes, this is the path he must take. The will tells me clearly now. But where it will lead you is beyond any wizard's skill to tell. Perhaps you will find answers, or perhaps only danger. But I understand. You must go. You don't have to tell my parents. 
I will write them something. No, Merlia. I'll tell them. Here, take my lantern. Go. Do not look back. Find the truth. Help that poor creature and bring back Newswick. Farewell. I don't know when or if we shall meet again. Farewell, Saffrodon. And thank you again for everything. Well, are we off then? It's still night. You'll probably be very tired. You should rest. Where am I supposed to rest? I can't go back to the tree now. I know, but you should still rest. You're right. I feel tired, but I didn't take anything with me. I don't need anything to rest. I can do it anywhere and anytime. Anytime? Of course. Do you sleep? Sleep? No. That I don't do. I just turn inward and quiet down. And what about the cold? It never bothers me. My cloak and I are one. It protects me against the biting cold of winter and flutters like a breeze on hot summer days. In my cloak, I'm always safe but never free. Wraith, your cloak is so long and flowing. Could I perhaps just use a part of it to keep me warm and sleep like that? I'm a dreaded apparition, Mirelia. Nobody rests in my cloak. But I'm not afraid of you. I'm so tired. Please let me. Mm, All right, then. Rest in my cloak. And when the sun rises... We will set out together. Thank you, Ray. So soft. I'll sleep well here. Good. I will sit and guard you. That's so very sweet of you, Ray. I don't know, Marilia. Just sleep. Tomorrow we will see the mole. He may have an answer for us. Such a lovely morning. 
and as a golden in its sunrise I would say, most appreciated. Nevertheless, fur comes first, fur comes first. As soon as this porch is swept clean, it's time to head back inside and continue my work on... Um, um, what was it again? Um, that thing I was working on. I was going to finish it. Oh, how dreadful these twilight years of forgetfulness can be for the scientific mind. Ah, yes, now it returns. The potion. Truly, a magnificent concoction of mine this will be. Well, I do suppose it needs a dash of cherry, doesn't it? No one's going to be interested in a tasteless potion. Fairly hard to find cherries this time of year. Rather impossible, in fact. Oh, the horrors of insufficient supplies. Even a brilliant mind such as my own cannot produce any true wonders of invention without the necessary ingredients. Ah, but what is this? Is my vision becoming too bad for these glasses, or am I truly seeing a rather unusual sight? Well, well, that's a pretty elven girl. And a rather hideous thing. What would these two be doing in these secluded parts of the woods? The foolishness of youth. Yeah, I am a mole by species. And yeah, I do practice the art of alchemy. But to call me the mole alchemist is far too much of a simplification. Do forgive me. My name is Marilia. I am pleased to make your acquaintance, young lady. Hmm. And your um, companion's name would be? Well, his name is... um. Wraith. Ah, and you are a... Wraith. Ah, yes, well, <clears throat> I suppose I might have guessed that. Are you in any way dangerous, perhaps? <sighs> Foolish old mole. No. Excellent. Well, a good morning to the both of you, then. Voltum, sir. Professor? Professor, we have come to see you on an urgent errand. Ah, are you in need of any services, items, information? Well, actually, sir, Professor, I mean, we are. Well, why won't you join me in my draughty brewery room? You mean your laboratory? Ah, laboratory. (laughs) Ah, such a naive and pre-scientific notion. No, young lady, I mean my draughty brewery room, of course. It's the room where I brew my draughts. My potions, if you will. Follow me. Please feel welcome, but do be very careful in the highest degree. Some of the rarest, most powerful, and especially easily knocked over potions in the world can be found right here. I'll be careful. Watch out! But I didn't do anything! You are standing uncannily and pleasantly, disaster invitingly close to a contraption of a most fragile nature. Not to be disturbed by curious little elven hands. Just go stand a bit more over there, if you please. Mm-hmm. Over here? Not there. I'm sorry! It's nothing. I suppose you couldn't help it. All right then, Mole. Yes, Red? 
We've sought you out because we are in need of your expertise. Hmm. Interesting little items you have here. I quite like this one. Um, are you quite sure you absolutely positively want to pick up that extremely rare and volatile tree root explosive? Are you finding it difficult to trust me, perhaps? Um, <clears throat> no, <clears throat> not at all. Why would you make the... <clears throat> and Mirelia, do you think there's any reason to assume she'd harm your possessions? Show some respect. It's all right, Wraith. Forgive me. I'm a bit, um, high-strung. I'm not quite used to keeping company. That I can tell. But what can I do for you? We are actually looking for a memory potion of sorts. Ah, a memory potion. The kind you use to remember what you have forgotten, right? Precisely. Hmm, can't remember ever making anything like that. But Saffredon once told me you created such things all the time. Saffredon? Pfft! What would a touchy-feely spiritual type like him know about actual science? Very little, I might say. But indeed, I do remember now. I did make potions like that on a regular basis. Do you still have any? I am sorry to disappoint you, but I fear I've handed over my last funds to the captain of the rats. And would you be willing to make another one for us? Oh, but of course, my dear Elven girl. Hmm. <coughs> mm. What were the ingredients? Don't tell us you forgot. Mm. Well, yes, actually, I did. I'm only a brilliant scientist, not infallible or anything. Didn't you write it down or anything? Write it down? Write it down? <laughs> My dear silly girl, great minds have no need for small bits of paper. I never write down anything, as I remember everything. Except for the potion recipe that we happen to currently need. Um, <clears throat> but don't worry, the captain of the rats is sure to have left at least one or two of his supply. He bought quite a large amount, as I recall. Why would rats need memory potions? I think it had something to do with some kind of threat. And enemies, and tunnels. It, it sounded quite dangerous. Where can we find this captain, and what can we expect when we meet him? He commands the rats who live on the shores of Coral Lake. And where is this lake? Hmm. I may have a map that could lead you there. Mm hmm. Ah. Here you go. Oh, and do not be afraid of the rats. They're benign creatures, even if they're a bit uh, gritty. Thank you, Voltum, and goodbye. After some more encouraging words from Voltum, Mirilia and the Wraith prepared to leave for Coral Lake. Evening fell and brought with it a warm glow of red and orange that gently painted the trees and leaves around them. The Wraith, still somewhat insecure in Mirilia's company, had taken to wearing his hood again. 
The wind was still, and though the weather was chilly, they were heartened by a new sense of direction as they set off into the wild. Can I see that map? Of course. Here it is. Hmm. There seems to be a big, scary-looking tree on the map. Not that far from where we are now. It doesn't matter. We won't be going that way. There's also a big bird drawn next to it. Hmm. Coral Lake is so far off. Do you think... Maybe that bird... Could fly us over there. Mirelia, are you being serious? Why not? We also have always shared a bond with the animals of the woods. Sparrows and snow mice are one thing. But a big bird like that, one that nests near a huge, ominous-looking tree at that... Wraith. Yes. Yes, I feel it also. What's a fog? This is not natural mist. Listen. All has gone quiet. And it's so dark all of a sudden. Don't you think we should leave this place? The mist. It's turning black. Wraith, don't you think we should go? No. No, we can't go. This looks dangerous. Hide under my cloak. I will keep you safe. Wraith, what about you? Are you safe? Wraith? Wraith? The mist. The mist is gone. We're safe. I heard horrid things. Did you see anything? Don't ask, Miralia. It was terrible. Like a wave of evil washing over me. It was so dark. And so... I prefer not to talk about it. I understand. I think... You don't need to tell me if you don't want to. I don't. I admit it would be a relief to tell you, but I'm not sure what will happen if I do. Whatever you have to tell me, I listen. I know. What hurt me was not the darkness, but what I saw of myself within that darkness. Wraith. 
Why do you not fear me, Mirilia? The black fog does not seem to hurt me, and I have all the looks of an evil creature. Why would I be any different from the evil I just kept you from? I don't know. I just trust you. Even before I laid eyes on you, I already trusted you. I don't know why. Hmm. Sounds like that bird of yours. We should sleep now and make for the tree in the morning. Everything looks different here. So bare. And the branches of the trees look black. That must be the work of the black mist. Are we close to the tree? I think we are, Mirilia. Look over there. It could hardly be called a tree. Rather, it looked like a black, branching tower of sickness. A looming, sinister shape, bursting with wounds from which thick, gleaming sap oozed like pus. It was nearly as tall as Mirilia's beloved home tree, and what was even more disturbing were the many mushrooms that hung askew on the bark, all dead and rotting. Those were one's elf homes. But there's no light now, and no voices to be heard. Do you want to enter? Yes. I want to know what happened there. I never knew there were other elven villages in the woods. If there is anything that I do know, it's that the woods are infinite, and no one knows all the creatures that live in them. I have to enter and find out about this. Very well, but let me go with you. Hello? Is anybody there? There's no point, Mirilia. Look at the state of this place. You never know, Wraith. Look. Stairs, just like inside our tree. Does your people tree look similar to this one on the inside? Well, it's a lot nicer looking, of course. But so much is the same. The mushroom houses. The great winding stair on the inside. I don't think I like this. Suppose we'd better go upstairs. Careful. I think the wood might be. <laughs> Take my hand! Thank you, Wraith. This is a door to one of the mushrooms. Should we enter? In the middle of the empty mushroom, on the floor, there lay a corpse. It did not belong to an elf, 
or to any other creature Marilia had ever seen before. Its skin was so pale that blue veins could be seen running underneath, and its over-large head had an enormously protruding chin and nose, which made it resemble a crescent moon somehow. Its ears were very long and sharp like knives, and its almond-shaped eyes were entirely black and devoid of any expression. Its hair was dry, spiky, and white, sticking out of the skull like weeds on a rock. The creature lay on its back, illuminated by a pale ray of sunlight from the window. I have to go. Marilia? Marilia? What's wrong? Come back. Wraith, we have to get away from here. Terrible things have happened here. Terrible things. It's not right. It's it's not... It's... There, there. Don't be frightened. I don't think Nuswick's been anywhere near this place. Besides, my face is depressing enough for the both of us. At least... One of us should still be able to smile, don't you think? You're right. You're right. Well, well, well. What have we here? I hope you little guys realise how dangerous this place is. The eagle! Woodland eagle. Girl, Aquila Crusator Sylvanis. You wouldn't like it if I were to just call you eagle, now would you? But I'm not an eagle at all. Or elf, or whatever it is you are. You bipedal things all look alike to me. Except for that miserable looking fellow next to you, I suppose. Even I can see anything that ugly can't be an elf. So... What are you, then? I am a wraith. A woodland wraith, to be precise. Never heard of anything like that. But I have to say you look pretty suspicious to me. Almost as suspicious as the Dark Snatchers. You know, the creatures employed by the Black Hand to kidnap elven girls and drain their life essence in order to turn them into the dreaded dorsals, almost as suspicious as they are. What's that supposed to mean? I think I've made myself clear enough. And aren't little elves supposed to be quiet and listen when their elders are speaking? If only your brain had the size of your beak, bird, then you'd know Merilia is smarter than you guess. And beyond any doubt, she is smarter than you are. I am no dark snatcher. How could I be when I don't even know what they are? In fact, I don't even know what I am. Some illustrious figure once said knowing yourself is the first step to wisdom. I wander these woods looking for my true past. And Merilia here is also searching. Ah, and what might you be searching for, girl? A friend. Then what are you doing here, of all places? I hope for his sake that your friend didn't come by this place. The Dorsals have passed through here. 
I don't think he did. No, we're on our way to Coral Lake to see the rats. So your friend is a... a rat? Must you know every detail, bird? We need to move on. Very well. Though I have to say, if you're going on foot like that, it could take you quite a while. And if you have the misfortune of running into an angry boar on the road, well... You'd be dead before you could say noble eagle of the woods. Oh, so there are noble ones. All right. I understand, I understand. Now, if you have no further need of my comments, then I suppose I'll be off. Wait, please. Forgive my friend, he's a bit, um, grumpy. He's just not used to such, uh, esteemed, distinguished and, um... Exalted company such as yourself, Lady, um, how should I address you? Redler. Redler. Such an aristocratic name. It just radiates the pure class usually associated with woodland eagles. Do you happen to be a descendant of the wise and mighty, um, <clears throat> Redless the third? The, uh, imperial... Eagle Lord of the uh, Western uh, Mountains of Pure Greatness? Mm, well, yes. Yes, I am, in fact. So you recognize his countenance in my noble, aquiline features? Oh, certainly. Of course, of course. It's just such an honor to be given the privilege of having an actual conversation with one as uh, supernaturally wonderful such as yourself. Yes, I suppose being allowed to grovel before my mighty talents feels quite elevating to you. Very well. Ask away. Ask? Yes, girl. Ask what you were going to ask me. I haven't the faintest idea what you mean. Oh, great, Redler. We're far too... Insignificant and puny to ever travel to Coral Lake on your majestic wings. <laughs> that may be what you think, but the truth is that my kindness is as boundless as my greatness. <laughs> so I will allow you to climb onto my back and fly with me. I just wish you could have taken a bath or two before takeoff. Oh, well, can't be helped. Come on, hop on. I haven't got all day. Merilia and the Wraith mounted Riddler's back as she spread out her wings and took to the air. The eagle quickly ascended into the wide blue sky, and even the wraith had to admit that there was a graceful beauty to the way she soared majestically over the treetops. As the woods glided past underneath them, Marilia kept her eyes firmly shut with fear, until the wraith asked her to relax and take in the beauty of the view. As he comforted her, the fear slowly subsided. 
she gingerly opened her eyes and experienced the vast grandeur of the woods. For the first time in her life, she could truly feel the mysterious will of the woods. She sensed how everything in this world was connected. From the tiny mouse to the mighty oak, to even the clear skies high above where she herself now flew on Redler's back. And that was Will of the Woods, parts two and three by Audio Epics, audioepics.com. Um, you can check out the rest of the show, hear a little bit more behind the scenes, see some cool character art, as well as uh, hear their previous show, Witch Hunter Chronicles. Um, and uh, just really want to support everything that Aileen and Domian are doing out there in Belgium. Um, our Dutch friends, this was originally um, a Dutch radio drama uh, converted into English uh, to reach this new English language audience. That's you. Thanks for listening and supporting their stuff. Uh, it's, uh, you know, a very unique and very interesting uh, take and a very different kind of story than you might hear produced in the United States. So thank you, Aline and Domien, for that. Uh, we'll be wrapping up the show next week. Again, their website, audioepics.com. Um, in the meantime, over 200 hours of original audio drama programming at radiodramarevival.com. And search the archives. and be the most popular pages on the site as well as our uh, primer on how to get started creating your own radio drama. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Hit up at Radio Drama. Um, find us on Stitcher or iTunes. Uh, search Radio Drama on either of those services. Uh, we also have an increasingly lively Facebook page. Uh, certain things that uh, might used to go on the blog now are going on Facebook. Check out facebook.com slash radiodrama. Uh, share us with your friends. Leave a review. Uh, throw us some money. We can Whatever uh, you want to do to keep this uh, free service for the love of Radio Drama going live would be happy to have your support. Thank you for listening. Um, and with that, we wrap up this week. Radio Drum Revival is produced by yours truly, Fred Greenhalgh. Copyright of individual shows remains the original producers, but do please share this show as far and widely as you'd like. Radio Drum Revival originates an on-air radio at WMPG-FM, that is Southern Maine's Community Radio. This podcast at radiodramarevival.com's Labor Love. Till next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week. Mm-hmm.